Nice. What a novel idea! You you prepared for the interview. Prepared nice, for the I interview. like that. So, um, I, I I'm told by the assistant, why don't you go out and grab a coffee on the lot and then come back? And I say, okay, sounds great. So I walk out, and as I'm walking out, the showrunner himself walks into the building, and you recognize. I recognize. He Googled it. <laughs> Facial recognition. Uh-huh. I did an ocular pat down. I said, this is the guy. <laughs> Is it wrong that I think people at Goodwill should be a little bit more, I don't know, grateful? Nice. It's like, we just moved. We got all this stuff we're bringing into Goodwill. It's like, we're just giving you a bunch of good. There's a lot of great stuff in here. There's a lot of cookware that people can use. There's video games that we don't play, but but poor people can play them, you know, because it's FIFA 20. 18 you know what i mean maybe they don't say thank you at all there's no gratitude maybe they look at it when you ask for the receipt so you can get a tax reduction they see you as a pig i don't do that oh. i don't i don't like clerical work i don't have time for it well maybe <laughs> maybe then some other people are thinking like hey i know these people think they're doing something good but we really know that this is just an easy way so they don't have to pay to drop this crap off I, at the dump. that's probably it Mm-hmm. And, I think so. And they're probably beaten down uh, after person after person who walks into the establishment expecting a giant pat on the back on their way out. <laughs> so it's wrong that I expect it. Uh, thank <laughs> oh, you. Oh, there are assholes there. Uh, there used to be one right down the street on Ventura Boulevard. I dropped a dinner table off that I had just bought the year before. I had a girlfriend moving in with me. She brought hers. It was much nicer. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. thing was like 250 bucks. Well, it's cumbersome. It sounds cumbersome. They turned their nose up at it. Yeah, I, they I said, would And too. they took a few snide remarks and I was like, Hey, buddy, 24 hours ago, this table, I, yeah. I had a bag of Jack in the box out on it with a, a grilled chicken sandwich. Yeah. I was eating on this table. Yeah. Yeah. You're you can, now insulting. You can eat on this. And, and don't go there with a TV that's more than two years old. They will spit in your mouth. Well, I I don't know. <laughs> TVs are a dime a dozen. Listen, people who work at Goodwill aren't homeless, but I'm having the same issue with homeless people. I just feel like the gratitude is it's completely not there. Oh, was, oh, don't get me started in the entitlement of the homeless. They're, they're, they're so fucking entitled. <laughs> I, again, apartment, we, we moved in and the, the previous tenants had a, a bunch of stuff in there left over. It was a big fight, but yep. they, they scheduled a pickup. So they asked me to uh, to go take a bunch of stuff out to the street. I'm a pussy. So I couch out and did it uh, one morning very early. And I walked out and I was dumping a bunch of stuff. And then the second trip, obviously, a zombie came out and saw what I was doing. And I was, oh, well, I, was, I was really scared there for a second. And um, she was malnourished. Uh, she looked like she was from Mad Max Fury Road. She had a, a, a Marlboro Light in her mouth uh, right down to the butt. I mean, every single fucking inch of that thing. And she had a rag over her head. And I I felt as though we had established a rapport that was non-existent in reality's terms i i felt like i was working at sotheby's every time i came out with new stuff i was introducing the things like they were an exhibit and she was you know how like uh gollum kind of gets the hip flexors are super like springy and the hips can like fly up he's like gumby and yeah exactly so she was just like you know like a, a half bird 
kind of going through everything and I, I dumped everything out and I said, anyways, I'm Dylan. I uh, hope you have a great day. And she just turned and looked at me and then went back to sifting through the stuff. And I was like, where is the thank you? Well, Dylan, There's you a can, lot of great stuff here. You can come off pretty arrogant. Oh, knowing. really? Yes. Oh, okay. Even, even for a zombie. Yeah, a zombie would pick up on it. Uh-huh. The the thing that disgusted me most about that story is you mentioned she was malnourished. Like I understand not being able to have a domicile. In, I would like in, to be that thin in Southern California. Rent is absurd. Okay? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know you're you're paying two grand. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner's gonna fix that. But uh, yeah. but the fa- but but the, with the prevalence of the emphasis on organic foods and stuff, there's no excuse for her not to be taking care of her health. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? Go to Lassen's. Lassen's. <laughs> Can I say something? And forgive me if people think this is inhumane or what have you, but uh, I think uh, people in neighborhoods would tolerate a tent on the sidewalk or a few if they weren't such fucking messy hoarders. You know, why don't you clean up your little fucking area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it becomes like an episode of fucking hoarders on and taking up an entire underpass. Right. Like when you were living in that rat infested apartment with the tarps all over the place, you guys had to keep your areas clean. You did or someone would say something about it. You know, this is a disgusting thing to say, but I think that we should take all the trash right all over the city because there's a lot of good building materials and let's make an island put some people to work and just i don't know just put them out there. i i, I uh, came to this conclusion it was a weak moment and sorry if this sounds inhumane but we we're driving on the 101 these two dudes were up on by the, the you know up on the, the hills oh the hills okay. um and just having having a great time the dude finishes a slurpee i'm sitting there in bumper to bumper traffic he just fucking throws it down the hill i was like what he squares the gratitude dylan, dylan uh it's insane that you think like you you had a great revolutionary idea you need to change your lens you're looking through this you're giving these people purpose yeah on an island by themselves yep it's not far from randy marsh's idea that he had in south park where you just take all the homeless people and you turn them into tires yeah he's brilliant <laughs> he's really really brilliant yeah well i, I think we gotta uh, uh relinquish the concept that uh those people that live under the underpass uh worked Don't, for amazon three weeks oh, ago and okay, then they okay. lost their job well there's someone who came from a broken fucking family are internally are just destroyed human beings and they use drugs to cope with it and this is the easiest place to live when you just want to wait to die this is a, I, this is supposed to be a comedy podcast that, right. was, that was pretty funny though uh but you know silver lake's lovely regardless um and speaking of lassens i went into lassens the other day and somebody um went up to the clerk i was checking out and he interrupted uh, the process which i was like oh like find somebody else he's taking care of me right now mm-hmm. um but he said uh i can't find the and this isn't a joke i cannot find the avocado milk <laughs> can you help me <laughs> find the avocado milk. Mm-hmm. Also, the the clerk gave me ninety nine cents. Oof! Wouldn't round up to the dollar. Ninety nine cents. And uh, before I could recognize the crime that he had committed, he'd shut the register. So I said, "Can you just give me a dollar?" And he said, "No, sorry, man, I already shut the register." And it's this thing where it's like, why do you love the place you work so much? Why you're not willing to just take a penny from them and give it to me? You've given me five pounds of change. Dylan. It's so I can't sit. My wallet's huge. He's he's going beep, 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 beep on a register all day. He has no idea what you do, but somehow <laughs> the powers of the ether are that you have more power over him. Right. right but right. not on this day. <laughs> 
I think I would not on this day. <laughs> I think I would have jumped over the counter and just tackled him. I would have been pulled like, off. Are you an insane person? Ninety nine cents. I don't even touch change anymore. I, <laughs> I don't like paper money or coins. I don't care if it's ninety nine cents. I just say keep it. I don't want to touch it. Uh, this is another pod. I would have had to been pulled off that guy. I've got a lot of pent up rage. We just recently. <laughs> right. Uh, had our discussion about altercations in public and, and i said i didn't have any i was cool as a cucumber never mm-hmm. dude i almost got ran off the road you want to introduce the show and then i'll tell that quick? yeah yeah yeah. this is another podcast show this is uh where we gab and goof really about whatever's at top of mind i'm dylan saddled up next to one real nick davis what's going on everybody Bad producer shows over there behind my glasses great to be here. so yeah we were talking about road rage and nick was like oh it's never happened to me 48 hours later listen to this oh uh i'm heading uh down the 101, when you're about to mer- uh, split off 101, 134, mm-hmm. uh, this is some local LA stuff. Yep. People love that, though. Who yeah, do, yeah, do, yeah. do know what it means? They're like, oh, I know that. Yeah, I know that place. But uh, that's why I get so s- specific. You yeah, know, it's yeah. lost at 90%. That is a horrible, I have to say, the 134 and 101, when they split off from one of each other, that is one of the worst intersections. And to people who that. don't know what we're talking about, it, we it get to Hollywood, you know, it's Tinseltown. But I'm telling you, actually, I don't mind it because you can just really game the system if you just stay on the 101 side till the last second. Okay, but we should, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, getting too specific. But so I'm driving down and I'm eventually going to go on that 134, but there's actually not that much traffic everything's moving so i wanted to get in the left lane had my blinker on ready to go ready to go in the left lane and you know there's kind of just this unspoken rule if you get get your blinker on more than like a car length behind the person in front of you he should let you in yes. he sees you lets you in one person doesn't they let me pass so the second person should definitely let me in and i just very quickly made the move after the first person and you cut the guy off no i did not it was we were going very slow it was perfect slide in did not cut the guy off how many feet between your rear of your vehicle and the front of theirs a full car length thank you okay that's Uh, a lot and i was just like i was just on the tail the first guy it was smooth shouldn't have been an issue except the person behind me was a lifted camo truck. Should be killed immediately. Uh, no joke, killed immediately. He does one of those six-second honk uh, honks. Love that. Just absolutely raging. So angry. And, and I, this isn't what I usually do, just held a finger until he laid off the horn. Right, right, he right. He lays off the horn, I put my finger down. How about that, buddy? Huh? He goes in the right lane, just out the window, screaming at me, Bits on the window. <laughs> yeah. Gets a giant spit, splat, continues, and starts to try to get into the left lane. And I'm trying to fight it, but there's a barrier. They're doing some construction. Always in the city. Uh, always in the city. So there's not as much room on, on the uh, shoulder, and there's just a cement barrier. I try to stay up, but he did not care. He would have took the damage on the truck to run me into the thing. And I had to break, and he just Let's like... Oh, I did puss out. That's why I would have beat the shit out of that guy at the counter. <laughs> I'm not going to let people disrespect me like now, that. In hypothetical again. situations, you were a fucking killer. <laughs> Nick, first off, I, I'm pretty confident you could beat the shit out of most people in a road rage incident. I'll say that. Thanks. Second thing is, I know you're upset because you feel like that guy bested you. Trust me, 
He did not. It's better to just let go, live your life. You're going to be making money. You're going to go back to your lovely girlfriend. You're going to eat uh, some takeout. What's up and, with you, fucking Shankar? I'm not a pacifist. I'll give someone the middle finger and yell back out. But I'm not going to. I'm not an aggressor anymore. As someone driving, I would. Le- I would have let yelling. the guy slam me into the fucking barrier. Oh, and then Dylan, with you have that. so much to lose. Don't get into it with these. What are you people. talking about? Oh, that was that's that's so funny because that was like my lament. I'm like, I should have just went into the barrier. Yeah. What would have fucking happened then, guy? Uh, Get the phone out, start recording and just fall into that barrier. (laughs) Get so much damage done. Call the police and just set smugly by while they're filing the report. I I never honk. It's a long game. (laughs) I I drive around this city all day long. And I so I'm in the car more than anybody I know. So I'm almost killed by other people on a weekly basis. My wife was in the car with me one time where someone almost ran us off the road. And I just I have no nerve endings about it. She's like, honk on the horn, honk on the horn. And I'm like, "Ah." she couldn't understand why I was not enraged by almost being killed. It's a sad thing that you're accustomed to um, because we've talked about it before the the extreme is online where you really recognize no consequence for your words whatsoever well except like I'm talking about in comments you you can call someone a, a fat piece of shit that should kill themselves and you really have no uh, emotional response from them whatsoever. You so do. You're, you're you get complete, that little adrenaline going. Right, but you're uh, completely insulated from how it affects them. It just feels good to get it off. Mm-hmm. In Los Angeles, to a lesser degree, people are insulated and their humanity is lost a little bit because you really aren't going to get face-to-face with anybody. You can just be a sociopath, cut people off. It doesn't matter. There's 14 million people here. Fuck them. I need to get to that light. And unfortunately, I'm five lanes away from it. Now, Dylan, you're pretend an ag- it's a city. You're an aggressive driver. I have to share a personal story being in the car with Dylan one time. He picks me up uh, at my house and we're driving down our little quaint street and there's a car in front of us. It's driving <laughs> a little slow. And Dylan, for some reason, wants us to get to the studio. I don't know if we were going to work or going to record with you, Nick. Yeah. Anyway, this car is not doesn't have the blinker on, but it's going five miles an hour. I get it. It's annoying. Dylan lays on his horn is like <laughs> throws his hands up. It's my neighbor. Who happens to be black. <laughs> and they both like have like, what the fuck off? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's pointing at Dylan. He's yeah, like, this I did. I was kind of, I don't know why I'm in this car with him. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah do you yeah. remember that, Dylan? Yeah, I do. He was a fucking ass. No, he was. He's a very nice guy. Um, all right. Kid. So we, hold on. Hold oh, on. I want yeah, to tell yeah, a story. Yeah. I want oh, to tell okay. a story. Tell him congrats. All right. So Dylan, you were talking about this idea of people fighting uh, behind computer screens and then that being very different than these kind of crazy interactions we have with strangers on the road. Yeah, right? you call somebody from New Jersey a fucking fat piece of shit, you might get your nose broken. You can do it on Twitter with no consequences whatsoever. That's where I'm whatsoever. going with this. Yeah. The guys on Victory talk about it all the time. People in LA, no one does anything. There's a lot of chat. Right, 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 right. And tell the person who does and then you're dead. But anyways. So, well, and then there's at, a lawsuit, you yeah. know. Then, back, uh, back, now there is, but not back 20 years ago. No. People would just take a hit and then they'd go on the merry long way and go, oh, that guy beat me up. Uh, I was at a bar called the 4100 club uh, down where you guys lived right off sunset down there in that jiffy loop isn't that like an evangelist group or like an aarp group no or something? it's a, it's the hollywood kind of east side elite it's really fun place I, a bunch of famous stars used to be there on a friday night like and Johnny you were Oz. the east hollywood uh, elite? i was there i used to drink with the bass player weezer it was really fun oh cool you it's don't t- 
You don't think a legend of the San Fernando Valley qualifies <laughs> as East Hollywood elite? No. Nope. <laughs> so I kind of felt like this place was my home. I was there every Friday and Saturday night. So there's this really hot brunette and she's flirting and we're drinking together, having fun. Turns out she's got a boyfriend, but she doesn't tell me that. Right. There's another guy that's with him. He's like the puss, the cuck. He's got three <laughs> girls. I guess he's looking after all his boys, girlfriends or something like that. Right. So or her, to be honest, your biggest asset and ally because he brought all these women, women for you. Bring them to a bar, bring them to a coffee shop if you don't want anybody to talk to him. Anyway. Right. So we're flirting it up. She doesn't seem to care. He comes up to me, knocks on my shoulder. He says, she has a boyfriend. I said, well, that's up to between him and her. Right now I'm having a good time. So bug off. Oh, what a scumbag you are. So that's up to her. Yeah. If she tells you she has a boyfriend, you back off. If some fucking douchebag does. And he was a douchebag. He looked like the lead singer of Vertical Horizon. He's I wearing disagree. a ridiculous jacket. Oh, what a band. I disagree. If somebody tells you that that person has a girlfriend, you go, oh, wow, she's a cheating whore. I shouldn't talk to her. No, no. way. You ask, like he did, ask her right in front. If she says at the moment, like, yeah, I do, then you walk Sorry, away. Sorry, we're going to war with China and both Russia. Hey, I also, continue. Iran, Iran will, will round so, that axis So anyway, off. when you go to a bar and you tip enough and the door guys know you and our manager knows you, that gives you a little bit more sway of being able to get away with whatever you want. I just how the world works, unfortunately. This guy was his probably his first time going to that bar. Can you get me one of those pills, Nick? So anyway, I'm still hanging out with the girl and I go to get her number. Right. And that's when because uh, we're about to leave or whatever. That's when this guy comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, she's not giving her number. Get out. And uh, then she's kind of like caught in a situation because I think she wanted me to do that more discreetly. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, as I'm walking away, the guy calls me a f- Whoa. So I turned around and I <laughs> said- Because you won't take that. You're not gay. What did you call me? And I don't even wait for the answer and I just knock him out. Oh, the okay. guy falls straight down on the bar and then I lift up a bar stool to start hammering away. Thank God my friend Jay was there and he catches it right before it hits the guy's head. Right, because you would have gone, gone to prison. jail. Yeah. So then the bouncers pull me off and they kick him out. That's the wonderful thing about being a, a regular at a bar. So- the guy is, I said, you know what? I'm going to talk to that guy. So I go out of the bar. Oh, you're he talk runs to, to his now. car and he hits the accelerator and drives off leaving the three girls that he brought there. See, that's what you could have gone uh, done to the guy in the camo. Now, what my point is, you I broke my such fucking, a fucking thumb. pussy. If I ever see I broke my truck. thumb on this guy's head. You, yeah, you gotta, you can't throw a punch like that. So, and then I felt bad about the girls because they were all upset. I, I beat punched Traumatized, this guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, he'll probably never call anybody a f- again. Right. All right. Yeah. There's that word again. Yeah. Silver yeah. lining. Hey, so um, we've got a lot of stuff to get into tonight. Uh, we got to delve into a little bit of Internet uh, drama. Um, if we have time, I want to reveal to this audience the um, legend of Ian K and peep this out food reviews. Uh, fans of our Patreon know him very, very well. He is a psychopathic, uh, very committed a YouTube content creator who goes around uh, the San Fernando Valley uh, trying the newest fare from uh, culinary institutions that are trying to kill Americans every day. Um, and then we've also got this Jeffrey Tubin thing. Which is really fun. And, be, and before we get into it, great, great tease. I'm sure some people already have seen the clip that went viral today and they're like, I can't wait for those guys to get into that. But before we do, I think and I think we could make this funny. Let's like tell these people what we have going on on the Patreon. I mean, we've got a lot of fucking stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, tons more APSs. I mean, there's probably 20 to 25 of these shows. There. What we're doing here. What we're doing here. But just a little bit, you know, uh. The shackles are 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 off completely. Uh, yeah, like I feel like I can speak more freely on that forum. Well, you just said. F- 
twice and I just rounded it out for a third. So, but, but, but we get a little bit more freely in, in terms of talking more personally. Yes. We've learned this from like gossipy, gossipy girl podcasts. I mean, Mm -hmm. those for crying out loud women kill it just by talking shit about other people behind Mm -hmm. a paywall. Mm -hmm. I'm going to really start delving in. We just triggered a lot of memories when you just told that story about almost busting a bar stool over someone's head. I wasn't going to do, I was going to let it hit the floor and just scare him. And he would have been terrified. But uh, I See, have he's not a pussy. I, I don't have a ton of stories where I beat the shit out of people, but a ton of just really absurd blacking out stories that in hindsight, I don't remember huh? uh, stories, uh, friends, scars, I was with, tattoos, scars, tattoos, wounds. brown outs, the ins and outs of uh-huh. some, some of these experiences. Yeah, it's like I was there, but wasn't. And when you told me, told that story, a bunch just came flooding back to me. And I'm really going to start di- delving into oh, some of I those. Lo- the audience those wants stories, to hear yeah. more about you as a person, Nikki. Uh, another podcast show, Patreon, patreon.com slash another podcast network is you where know, they can hear it. And we cover a whole bunch of other reality shows, Real Housewives in New York, New York, if people have uh, well, yeah. Before we get into this stuff, and we're not going to get to all of it today, but that reminds me, you know, I looked at my Uber rating lately, mm-hmm. recently, because I heard Rich Eisen talking about him having a really shitty Uber rating. Well, he's a jerk. I am. I'm not, though. Mm-hmm. And I have a 4.7. <laughs> so that one driver dinged you. That's not one driver. He knows the algorithm better than anybody. Well, I should too. Why do I have a, well, you, yes. Yeah. Cause you're a, a professional Uber driver, but why do I have such a low rating? It couldn't be the one time I picked Nick up or I oh. took Nick from the Halloween party and he blackout wrestled me in the back of that guy's car and he almost had to pull over and call the police. But I said, don't worry, I'll calm him down. Thank God. It couldn't were... be that one. But he didn't right? know if it was you or Nick that was that Uber that he was given no, the he one knew. star to. He uh, knew. I feel like you're doing a good job of taking extreme over ownership, but even by positing the question, right. you're kind of like leaving the window. Is it my fault that you have a bad rating? No, no. Dylan, you have the same demeanor as Rich Eisen. The same reason we say Rich Eisen is an asshole is how you, and it's more because of your social awkwardness, not because you're a mean person, but he doesn't give people the time of day, and I doubt you look these people in the eye and no, ask no, them no. how their day is. Please no, and I'm, thank you. And I'm how you doing? very, very friendly. I'm, I always say thank you. I always say please. I'm very, very polite. But what I do is I don't like talking to these people, uh-huh. so I lie. And I say, hey, I'm going to be one of your quiet passengers today. I got to listen to something before I get to where we're going. That should mean shut up as a driver. It, in my But head. it shouldn't mean I'm going to dock this guy. Right. I don't know why I ever get dinged. And it has to I be know from you, Dylan. that one time when Nick fought me in the back <laughs> of that guy's car. So you do say it's one bad review that brought your rating. Down. I don't think it is. I think I'm getting dinged all over the place. And I haven't the faintest idea. I'm telling you, for. Dylan. I'm telling you, it's kind of your de- your overall demeanor with strangers. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you come off a, a little, you, a little uh, on a high horse. Sorry. I don't think that's it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. And I want to reiterate it's because like you're not being mean to most people. It's like you're you're awkward. So then it, I mean just like that interview story which you have to tell in here what time, interview story? Uh where you w- approached the guy and you basically asked him when he was going to sit down. Oh yeah, we can round this episode out with this this story really quickly. So I got um an interview to go work um for the hit television show 
Oh, what is that movie called with Mel Gibson and Danny Glover? Lethal Weapon. Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Weapon. So it Lethal was the Weapon. television adaptation for a Lethal Weapon starring Sean William Scott. They've had and two characters. One of the Wayans brothers. Yeah, they've switched cast members on that because I guess Sean William Scott is a dickhead too. Sorry. Yeah, and one of the guys. Yeah, I can't remember. So, anyways, I I went to go that show is still going for three seasons it did uh yeah yeah and, uh, that's pretty deep i think it's over now but i was going to be uh the showrunner's assistant or something like that and i show up on the very presumptuous of you you were trying <laughs> to be see dylan this is what we're talking about this is why uber drivers hate you <laughs> so i was going there to just knock this interview out of the park yeah. i'm very confident in myself but anyway so uh i walk on to the warner brothers lot and i go to the writer's room and i sit down with his assistant um who i think was leaving to go work on the beto o'rourke uh campaign uh that was a bad move but um anyways take away your ar-15s <laughs> i'm gonna take away your handguns i'm gonna take away your grenades and as the audience cheers i'm gonna get even more amp dude <laughs> <laughs> just because the guy didn't get uh the nomination doesn't mean he's not a made man and locked in he is with a made old man. Suck. oh we haven't seen the last of no he is a made him. man and i agree <laughs> we should be taking away people's grenades <laughs> But anyway, so I walk in, I interview with the uh, assistant, goes great, absolutely crush it. And then we're waiting around for this very rude showrunner to show up um, because he has an appointment with me and he is 15 minutes late at this point. Uh -oh. So she says, I've never met this man in my life. I Googled him just to uh, not have any awkwardness. You know, you want to know what the guy looks like. Little did I know you, that that's, that's what led to the awkwardness. What a novel idea. You you prepared for the interview. Prepared nice. For the I interview. like that. So um, I, I, I'm told by the assistant, why don't you go out and grab a coffee? on the lot and then come back and i say okay sounds great so i walk out and as i'm walking out the showrunner himself walks into the building and you recognize him. i recognize him. he googled him. <laughs> facial recognition uh -huh. i did an ocular pat down i said this is the guy <laughs> and i went up to him and i said hey when do you have a, a second to meet this is you weren't doing the math that he didn't do a face recognition on you he didn't research me no the, he didn't do any research prep and on he, me. And he needs to do a little extreme ownership and realize that this is kind of on him. But anyways, but, what happened? So this, in his world, um, was a random kid that he'd never seen before in a pullover and a tie that was poorly tied, approaching him and saying, hey, when do you uh, want to sit down with me? Because he's a showrunner. He's running a show for Fox. They're selling uh, Trulicity ads against this space. And this is an important job. He's got a lot of stuff to do. He's never seen me before in his life. But much like you on the road with that camo truck, this guy was a fucking pussy. <laughs> I was told I that. How old was he? What's he look like? Uh, he, uh, Jew. Okay. Uh, probably. Oh, no shit. <laughs> but they're this, they look the same. From he looks like Doug Allen. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I uh, am told by the uh, one of the writers that I knew that uh, it's not going to the second interview is not going to happen. He kind of blew me off and said, yeah, talk to you later. Then came in and told the story to everybody that uh, some crazy person had approached him for uh, some minutes of his time. But uh, she said that he felt threatened by what I had done mm -hmm. and that he did not want to see me for the second interview. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I understand. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I was threatening. 
But then again, I don't know why I have a 4.7 Uber rating. Right. It, it, it's so weird. Hmm. Is it time to take a look in the mirror, Dylan? I'm having a flood of ideas of other stuff I can do for APS right now because, as you know, I was an Uber driver for a long time. And I, I, I have a fascination with the craft and the passengers. And when I was a passenger, I would constantly get in conversation with the Uber drivers. And I have maybe nine conversations on my phone, 30 minutes with Uber drivers that are absolutely fascinating where I delve in these people's lives. You were recording them without their knowledge? Yeah, I would. Get- At the end, for about half of them, I, I told them what I did. And I was like... I was like, do you mind? And I got their information and I just haven't put them out, but they're in my, they're in my iPhone and they're now like, see, some of them are amazing. I would dock him for trying to pry into my life. I would too. I would, I, I would say no That's a way. risk I'm willing to take. I have a reality TV show pitch, which I had thought would be a great idea. You know how they, well, they canceled it because it has cops in it, but it was called, uh, I forget like where they just do like live cops. Cops. But it wasn't cops, so it was uh, live. It was the biggest show on cable for ten. Rescue minutes. PD or rescue? Yeah, or, yeah. They go all around yeah. the, the United States. I said States. the title correctly. Yeah, rescue PD or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but it's called Uber twenty four seven. Got it. And we're just bouncing around to different Ubers and hearing all the conversations. Maybe someone's blowing their Uber driver. Nick, you've had sex with some passengers before, right? Yeah, and it's crazy stuff happening in those yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah. And some of the most consensual sex I've on? ever had in my life. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we've been going long, but I do want to talk about this Jeffrey Tubin thing really, really quickly. Now, we're um, not going to get political, right? No, you know, no, no. There's, there's, well, maybe a little bit political. Well, I want to say this. There, all right, so the Jeffrey Tubin, I'll set it up because I want to say I'm already seeing a comment where I'll agree with the guy, but we got to do that for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, I'm going to let Nick set this up because it's his clip, but I will say I, I am a, a pretty, pretty lived out. And I I think that, you know, we can all agree this isn't a political thing that uh, oftentimes during CNN slate of programming, you scratch your head and go, are these people fucking insane? Are they Mm. part of a cult? And there is no better example than what happened to Jeffrey Tubin? All right. So do you want to say what if people don't know Jeffrey Tubin was on a Zoom call? I'm not intimate with the details of the original thing i just know this guy every so do you want to throw it back to pat i, I just want to very quickly say what i know that the guy was wanking it in front of his co-workers but i well, don't know that's, how it yeah, kind of, that's a very lead way to, unintentionally to tell a lot of people yeah. have been doing the zooms with their pants off or not you're not in the office and it's only shooting you from the chest up uh he was beating off is yes. taking it to another level mm-hmm. he was beating off unbeknownst to him the zoom call was still live yeah now you could this was so you you do know what happened. Yes, this was in a Zoom call with I I think people from the New Yorker where he is a staff writer, and there was a Zoom call about some really important story they were doing about um, I don't know um, foreclosures and big private private equity firms coming in and buying them out or something like it's that. It's the right time in your brain to start saying, you know, I'm going to whip my balls out. Exactly. So, so the weird thing is like, hey, why don't you leave yourself a buffer? of uh, coaxing potato water out of your cock. (laughs) Give yourself 15 minutes, have a cup of tea, you know, maybe light some incense and then go spank it. Um, Why it has to be done in the middle of a break. If there were females, he's probably turned on by the females, which makes it even more kind of Maybe, that's probably it, yeah. A little background on Jeffrey Tubin. He's also uh, an author and where he came into prominence for me was during the OJ trials and the murders. Uh, He actually wrote the book that they based the people verse OJ on. I did not know that about Tubin. Yeah, he's a real likable guy. I was actually kind of disappointed in in him. Well, so what happened was he was put on leave by CNN and now is making his return to the limelight. Oh, he's back. Now, 
What has to happen on CNN is a crucible type terrifying cultish punishment that people have to go through when they make a mistake like this. Um, so let's just take a quick little listen to Jeffrey Tubin's very public lashing on CNN. You're really going to let him have it. Let's bring in CNN chief legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin to talk about this and more. Hi, Jeffrey. Hello, Allison. It's been a while. It has been a while, indeed. I feel like we should address um, what's happened in the months since we've seen you, since some of our viewers may not know what has happened. So uh, I guess I'll recap. I'll do the honors. <laughs> Help yourself. Okay. <laughs> I know um, I did. In October, I could take it you, if you were if on I a Zoom call with your Zoom colleagues call. from The New Yorker magazine. Yeah. Everyone took a break for several minutes, during which time you were caught <laughs> masturbating on camera. Uh, you this were subsequently the fired from that job after 27 yeah. years of working yeah. there. It's and insane. And you since then have been on leave from Look at CNN. her talking to camera while right? she's doing um, this. She's not even talking right. to him. Sad to say. Okay, so let's start there. Okay. Um, to quote Jay Leno, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> Uh, I wasn't thinking very well. I didn't know Jay Leno much. said that. And, um, That's his quote. With you, something uh, that what the hell were you thinking? He said it's a Hugh, uh, whatever point, his name is, I, I for wouldn't exactly being with the prostitute. In my defense oh, because nothing is really in my defense. I didn't think I was on the call. I didn't think other people could see me. You so, thought that you had turned off your camera? Correct. I thought that I had turned off the Zoom call. Now, that's not a defense. This was deeply moronic. It would have been so much better if he just all of a sudden was incredibly defiant. defiant. Who amongst us has not jerked off yeah. in front of their he computer? Goes, Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you beat that fetid old thing down there, huh? <laughs> I bet you're... <laughs> Him saying it to the female anchor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> I have this to say. I don't know how much more you're going to play. He seems like he's falling on the sword. Uh, the playfulness... Of this kind of is, yeah, there's is a little hitting levity. me, um, which we don't have a lot of that these days. Uh, right. Thinking of this, there's a comment under this video. It's a, a guy who says, good Lord, let the guy move on. This is a prime example of uh, a, a human being making a mistake. Honestly, if he only got caught once, those are rookie numbers. Well, so here's the thing. He is apologizing. <laughs> he, he is apologizing essentially for not knowing how to work technology correctly. Right. Every, everyone I didn't know the zoom was on. everyone masturbates that's not a crime it's self-love and self-care right um, unless you do it three times a day seven days a week you know, 2020 was tough for me but um beating off it's not a crime why is this man being dragged in front of McCarthy in a yellow dress this is fucking crazy and I'm actually like I don't know if you the caricature you have of me would be like because a lot of conservatives alt-right are like cnn let allowing this man on who is jerking off i'm the opposite i'm like i'm kind of what you're exactly saying we all do this guy made a mistake but definitely don't make this a, a news story that becomes a viral clip having him address this online you i don't think, think the alt-rights issue would be letting him on no, they they have a they have a whole issue with like they're like that's CNN for you the hypocrisy like Ben Shapiro is just like hammering that this guy is back oh he's got allowed it. back can can I say something though this is uh, maybe this is not a good uh, 
uh, example of it. But there is a little bit about one side of the aisle forgiving a little bit easier of their people as opposed to other people. I'll give case in point. Yeah. All right. So uh, Chris Harrison, I don't want to discuss what he said, but I'll just say he said something that a lot of people found inappropriate and therefore he was fired. Right. No more work for Chris Harrison. In the same year, Snoop Dogg calls a black anchor, forgive me, I can't think of her name, a fucking black bitch and he's coming for to kill her. Sure. Two weeks later, he has a show with Martha Stewart. Right. We're not even handedly dealing with people the same way for what I would say are sometimes uh, very uh, outrageous behavior. Chris Harrison's fired for saying something stupid. Snoop Dogg out and out calls a girl a bitch, a a peer, and says he's going to kill her. He apologized the next day, and he's got three shows on the E Network. Right, right. People fucking love Snoop. Yeah, he's a talent. I don't care if we love him. He threatens somebody. There should be repercussions if we're going to say we're doing this even-handedly. And I think that's why people get upset on one side of the aisle. Like, hey, this isn't. This is kind of hypocritical here. Hey, let me ask you a question. Yes. Who would you rather watch suck down a blunt? And make eggs Florentine. Snoop and Martha or Tube Meister. And this, I was going to use the word B, but I'm just saying Snoop is a, is a once in a generation talent. Personal story. He's, Recording a, studio. he's afforded opportunities because he's so good. Oh, yeah, he's great. Uh, he offered <laughs> me a joint one time to smoke with him at the recording studio, and I turned it down because I just started my shift and I was on the clock. I always regretted not smoking. Yeah, you, of you were the f- first what a f- person in the history of the world to do that, mm-hmm. I actually think it's a baller move in hindsight because he ruins fights for me. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Because he's so high? No, he's like announcer on some of these thriller shit and they used to have him as the secondary commentary on Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender series yeah, and he yeah, just yeah. screams and he repeats, O'Malley, O'Malley, pay me my money, Dana White, and he ruins fights for me. Okay. You should watch his play-by-play on Animal Planet killing. Yeah, see, that's magnificent. I bet it's the exact same. There's no nuance. There is... There no, is, there's a lot of nuance. It's really, really... Run. Hey, you need to calm down, okay? There is just strategy the in cares. both Animal Fights and the UFC. So listen. I, I like how Pat calls it. He took oh, out no, his I'm headphones sweating. and he put... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but uh, that is the end. A, I can't. a perfect... Uh, this is the end, but Manny Ramirez threw that traveling agent down the steps and he was he was in the lineup the next day. You love that story. <laughs> you know? But but that's, that's the things that are afforded to greatness. <laughs> like Snoop. <laughs> All right, that's it for us. We'll be back next week. Guys, YouTube, search another podcast network, jump the iTunes, ratings and reviews, leave five stars, kind words. We'll see you next week. I'm Dylan saying goodbye Nick say goodbye and if you want to hear a second episode patreon.com patreon.com yeah give us money please patreon.com slash another podcast network say bye 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 bye